one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to the Red Bend TV. It is daily news time once again. Uh, and we've got some actual transfer news and we've got some rumours and we've got some other news mm-hmm. and more news and more news, Ross. News. It's all about the news, and here here it is. We'll get straight into it then. Liverpool look uh, like uh, we are going to make Sepp Vandenberg our first signing of the summer. Uh, He is a Dutch defender, 17 years old. You'll probably have seen it was reported yesterday by Neil Jones of Goal. Uh, It's since been reported by The Telegraph and by The Echo that Liverpool looking to get a medical done and is signing wrapped up by the end of the week. As you can see, Liverpool have won the race to sign Dutch teenager Sepp Vandenberg with a defender due to undergo medical on Wednesday ahead of a £1.79 million move. Sampdoria actually had a bid rejected of £2.25 million there or thereabouts in January. Uh, it looks like Liverpool are going to be signing a 17-year-old centre-half who Bayern Munich wanted, Ross. Um We've got to be pleased with this, haven't we? I mean, the last time we signed a young centre-half like this was Joe Gomez going on four years ago. Now, I know he's had his injury issues and stuff, but you can see that we we picked the right player. And if Michael Edwards and his team of football scouts and everybody else that's involved have identified a 17-year-old centre-half, again, like we did with Keanu Hoover last summer, then we've got to be pleased that Liverpool are pushing through and trying to get this guy over the line before Bayern Munich firm up their interest. Yeah, there's several layers to this story. I think they're all they're all positive layers, aren't they? So I think, um, you know, it's not the name that we all wanted clamour for for the first transfer of the window. But, you know, there's, there's so many positives in the sense of, you know, the price or, you know, the people are also in for him. It shows he's got he's got quality about him. If you're beating the likes of them to get, get an assignment, it shows we're at, we're at as a club, it shows that we're thinking forward for in two, three, four years' time. And for the, for the price as well, you know, in, in five years' time, even if he doesn't work out, you're probably going to get that money back. So from a business perspective, it, it makes sense to do that as well. You know, he's, he's Dutch, he's going to get on with Van Dijk as well. He'll probably put an arm around him uh, in a few years' time when you know the, the, the Kirby development and the, they're playing together. It's, it's, it's all really good here. Yeah. yeah, so he's already played for the under-19s, Holland under-19s. You know, he played 16 times in um, Vizvol last season, the Eredivision. Um, he has now, he'd be looking to be brought in and he'll probably play in the under-18s and then the under-23s and then there's an opportunity for him to go to Melwood depending on his development. And he stuff. played four games for the first team. 
Great. That's what you want, isn't it? You know, it's not. You know, we're not going to be singing and hanging off the, the rafters, is it? Where yeah. with this signing, but I'm, I'm pleased that you know it just shows that Liverpool are doing the right things again for me. Uh, next story, then uh, leave us your thoughts on that one actually in the comments section. Don't forget, we've got Redmen News. It's our brand new Liverpool news channel. Uh, it'll be launching soon. Uh, we've pinned the comments. Uh, go over there and subscribe. One thousand subscribers again. I asked for a thousand last week when I was on the news show, and you delivered you gave us about one and a half thousand subscribers so thank you so much for people who are subscribing before the content's out there we'll continue to do news on this channel for a little while but go over there right now there'll be a card you can click it subscribe and then future all the Redmen TV news will be done over there uh, before we uh, carry on though let's have a look at this one Bruno Fernandes again his odds have been slashed now, Ross Chandley, because that's what you do with odds. You slash them, yeah. don't you? Uh, like some kind of sick horror film. Um, he, when I checked this morning, he was one to three on with one bookmaker, and he was one to nine on with another one that that he would actually sign for Liverpool. Now, you guys, I know, spoke about this on the Red Transfer Roundup yeah. on the website. Um, what did you find out about him? Um, well, he's been linked with Liverpool for, for the past few weeks, but the reason we spoke about him yesterday is because he was linked with Manchester United, and, and my question was, you know, Liverpool's kind of shot me blowing United out of the water when it comes to transfers, if we, you know, if we want that sign, or is it a negative that we're linked to the same players that they're after because they're having difficulties and stuff? But he's just, he fills so many gaps that, that Liverpool need, and I think it's him, and, and we spoke about Nicholas Pepe as well, or Pepe or Pepe, how you ever pronounce it, and kind of like, they're the two names that are kind of going around. I think you pronounced it Pepe. Yeah, I did. I found it quite interesting. Because he's got a, um, an accent on his, on his ears, like you have with Marnie. So, I might have the twat. <laughs> I don't care. Has he got an accent on both oh, ears? Yeah. yeah. Therefore, I'm right. Pepe, I like yeah. it. I yeah. like it. It's Pepe, yeah. Um, so his name's been doing the rounds, and we kind of thought it was interesting that we're being linked with him as well, Manchester United. So, um, Simon Bailey gave their thoughts about him, Nicholas Pepe, and, and Divock Origi, um, his future and stuff. But it was good because they were arguing, you know, with Chamberlain coming back, Lallana supposedly cancelled its holiday, so to work on his fitness. And you got the likes of Bruce there, Wilson, and kind of like the Liverpool actually need these. Things. It was a bit of a debate, actually. It was quite, it was quite this interesting. This is a guy who scored 31 goals from midfield last yeah, season. Sold, broken. Yeah. He broke Frank Lampard's record of 27 from 2009-2010, as you can see on the screen now. Four years left on his deal, valued at £62.2 million by Sporting. One of the things that I wanted to touch on there is something you mentioned about Manchester United. Well, should we be going for the same players? Manchester United are not going to be striving for Europa League quality players. Manchester United are going to be trying to buy the best of the yeah, best. Yeah. They're still Manchester United. They can still splash three hundred grand a week if they want to. I know they've changed it slightly this summer and they're looking at younger left backs and left backs from the league and the and, and England and stuff but they when they want to try and sign someone big they will still try and sign the best of the best and their name is so big now that they're still able to do that so it, it doesn't bother me that Liverpool are looking at the same type of a player as Manchester no. United what would bother me is if we were both looking at them and a player chose Manchester United now Bruno Fernandes I can't imagine that he would but you never know do you I mean do you actually think we will sign him uh, I don't know if case of will or would like to. I, I want someone of that calibre. This is another debate that's been had. You know, signed by us, and you know, they won't be that bothered if we didn't really sign on because we've got people there. But you know, if you look at the squad depth of Manchester City and what they've got, and what they're spending, their mindset of, of spending of going right, we can improve. You don't want Ma um, Mane and Mo being dead on the feet. You know, at any period during the season, just go and get someone of high quality if he's available. 
and like you said, with Edwards and the team are proven towards how good they are, they think they're the right person and they're available. Just go and get, go and get it done. That's it, isn't yeah. it? I mean, listen, Liverpool have been linked with Coutinho. We've been linked with loads of creative midfielders. There's probably no smoke without fire. Yeah. It's, it's where we pull the trigger on this particular player. And, you know, I want to see Liverpool sign the best of the best. I think Liverpool don't need to, but if you want to win the Premier League, I think you're going to have to spend a lot of money. A creative player scores goals from midfield. It's the one area of the team, and I understand why we didn't score a lot of goals from that area and we didn't get a lot of assists from that area of the team. Obviously, to get the full-backs and everything that we speak about all the time and everybody, everybody who watches Liverpool will know. But if you can get more goals from midfield, get more goals from midfield. If you can keep that same solidity and you can keep your full-backs and stuff. And as we know with Jurgen Klopp and the players that he signs, they're not always, they don't always play in the same position as they have played in. He might see something and go, do you know what? He might fit further up the field. Yeah. You never know. Jordan Henderson might have changed that dramatically. And if Fabinho's gone into the DM, you know, he's pretty solid there, which allowed Jordan Henson to, towards the back end of the season, score more goals and create more goals and be the player that we all wanted him to be, or the 13-14 Henson that we saw. To add to that, the Chamberlain, Lallana and everyone else you got in there, then, you know, I don't think it's going to be a case of struggling for game time either. And I don't think it's buying someone to go on the bench. I think it's buying someone for, to add to the rotation or to go into several positions that we, that we can fill. And as Ross mentioned before, do go over and check out the Reds transfer roundup. It's nearly an hour long. We're doing two of those a week and the summer football show um, on the RedmenTV.com. It's £5 a month. First month is free. There's loads of exclusive interviews and back catalogue people like Jürgen Klopp that we've spoken to, Oxley Chamberlain, Henderson, Lucas Labour. It's well worth your money and there's so much on there uh, that you'll absolutely get your money's worth even if you just went for that first month for free. Did, um, um, Fernandez or, or Pepe appear on your scouting show? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Interesting. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Good show. It was. A, do you know what? It was a really interesting show. It was something that we, we did. We tried to scout players like Michael Edwards. So we started off with left-backs. We looked at back-up centre-halves as well. And then we looked at attacking players. Okay. Uh, more sort of forwards and stuff. We weren't actually thinking that Liverpool would sign somebody um, from the midfield. And so that's probably why he didn't show up, to be honest with you. Well, it's definitely why. Because, you know, what we did was perfect. Um, Michael Edwards would be asking, I'm sure phoning us up once yeah. he's seen the shows uh, and asking for our algorithm. Yeah. Going to give it to him? Uh, I mean, he, he could probably shit out a better algorithm, <laughs> yeah. to be honest, than I've got me and, me and Charlie came up with. But it was good fun to do, and, and three really good shows. One's out already, two to come out. Um, Rafa Camacho, uh, blow for Wolverhampton Wanderers, it says. Uh, this is because uh, Sporting apparently want Rafa Camacho as well as Wolves. Uh, there's quite a few people at the Times are saying that Sporting Lisbon and Liverpool are holding talks over the transfer of Rafa Camacho. We know this 19-year-old's a good little winger. Uh, didn't really like where he was positioned in the squad, I don't feel last season uh, looked at as more of a backup right back feels like he's a forward player wants to be a forward player and stuff and you know I could understand why Wolves would be after him Portuguese they've got a lot of Portuguese influence with the agents and stuff like that um, but if Sporting come in I know that he, he, he was a Sporting fan I believe Camacho and stuff so that'd be quite interesting to see if he goes there uh, one story on Simon Mignolet in fact two stories apologies on Simon Mignolet uh, Crystal Palace are apparently interested in Simon Mignolet and this was broken last night in the London Evening Standard uh, looking to sign him for around about £8 million a 31 year old has two years left on his contract but Joycey Joycey Paul Joyce of the Times has come out and said that Simon Mignolet is set to stay with Liverpool after impressing Jürgen Klopp. And I find this really interesting, Ross, for two reasons. A, I think he's a good backup goalkeeper. I don't think that he's the right type of player that we particularly want to back up Alisson Becker, but an experienced professional. Um, if you remember what James Milner said a week or so ago, 
about how good he was behind the scenes this season. You could understand that, you know, James Milner talked about him really pushing Alison Becker in training every single day, coming with a great attitude and stuff. Where do you sit on Mignolet? Because I think everybody sort of doesn't think he's good enough to be our number one, but as a number two? Yeah, I think it's kind of better than Devin, you know, isn't it? He's, he's, you said he's a solid backup goalkeeper, but I think in the case of probably him, Lovren, Origi, maybe one or two others, it's up to them, I think, you know, if he's happy to play second fiddle to, to Alisson, then he's, he's been as behind the scenes impressive as he has been. Keep it, you know, he's good harmony within the squad, that's what Klopp wants, he likes people gelling, getting on, it's like he's just been binned off and, and you know, he's annoyed, I know that happened in the season before, didn't it, when, you know, it was a different scenario with Carriers, but he was probably looking at Carriers going, well, I'm better, I'm better than him, why are we not playing? Whereas he's come out and said, Alisson's, Alisson's amazing, he's probably learned stuff from him, he's probably improved behind the scenes, so, you know, why not? Well, let's not forget, I think that someone like Simon Minnelli probably starts from Team 7 down in the Premier League. You know what I mean? And so to have him as a backup goalkeeper is probably not a bad option. Yeah, it's just a start of play, isn't it? Because he's, he's not good with the ball at his feet. And I, I think you, you will get some of the moans and groans coming back of, like, Alisson's fine with it. He's, he's not because he's, he's probably got baggage of making mistakes and stuff. But. He does, yeah. One final news story, and I think it's very important that we do cover this today, is David, Duck David Duckenfield is to face a Hillsborough retrial. Uh, the match commander on the day of the Hillsborough disaster, David Duckenfield, is to face a retrial. Duckenfield had been charged with gross negligence, manslaughter, in relation to the deaths of 95 of the 96 Liverpool supporters who lost their lives at the tragedy on April 15th, 1989. Due to the law in 1989, the former chief superintendent had not been charged with the Slaughter of Tony Bland because he died more than a year and a day after the disaster occurred. However, in April of this year, a jury failed to reach a verdict after eight days of deliberations following the initial two month trial. The Crown Prosecution Service applied for a retrial following the conclusion of the initial trial, which was granted by Sir Peter Openshaw on Tuesday morning. The retrial is due to begin on the October the 7th at Preston Crown Court. And I would urge everybody to not talk about this. Uh, on social media and stuff, you really can affect the trial. It can make, uh, it can, uh, it can harm the trial. So we'll leave it there for that one. But it's a very important story. If you want to know more, Google it, read into it. Um, and if you want to know why you can't talk about it on social media, literally just Google why you shouldn't talk about Hillsborough on social media and there's so many places that will tell you exactly why much better than I can. So we're going to get into some of the comments before we wrap it up. We've got a few minutes left. Tom, have you got anything for me on the very first one, which was the centre-back? I do. Uh, Banana Drama says Hoover and Vandenberg equals future Dutch partnership. It does, yeah. I mean, I mean, told. Uh, well, it depends how long Van Dijk decides he's playing for. To be perfectly yeah. honest with you, because he's Dutch as well, and, and if he wants to play for twenty years, then they've got to be bloody good to misplace him, um, displace him. Apologies. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we, you know, having an understanding with somebody and having the same cultural sort of grow, growing up in the same culture and stuff like that—that's got to be good for it, hasn't it? I mean, these two lads may, will probably have played with each other at different age groups throughout Holland and stuff like that, so uh, probably maybe a little aware than each other's ears and stuff as well before the transfer hopefully goes through. Uh, let's see if we can um, find any. Anything else? Who is this Pei Pei you speak of? <laughs> What's his name? Says Tonic. That was nice. Uh, first major sign will be for Kia. I'm 90% sure. And yeah, no chance of Bruno Fernandes Liverpool. He's joining Man United to replace Pogba. Says RTR10. Um, I will have you a bet that our first summer signing is not for Kia. Uh, so there we go. It's going to be um, that centre-half. It's going to be that centre-half indeed. Uh, Stephen Somerville, if Bruno Fernandes is set to sign, do you think he will help us with the attack and midfield? Do you think he can play as a backup for Mane and Salah? Uh, thank you for the green super chat, Stephen. Much appreciated. Um, go on, you answer that one then. Do you think he will be a midfielder? 
I think there's there's room for rotation. I think Klopp likes versatility, doesn't he? And I think he showed last season. You know, we went from you know four three three, four two three one, and kind of mix it up again. But I don't see any reason why you wouldn't try something else. Mm-hmm. But in pre-season to to adapt to you know the, the teams that you're playing and to suit suit the player that you, that he's bringing in, if that is if that is the case. But you know, I've said this loads of times. If you got if you're playing three games a week, I want someone of high quality who can step into that that position. Not to knock Origi or not to knock Shakiri. You've got someone else coming on and you think, oh, great, yeah, that, that, that sound. That's what, that's what the fans want, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Johnny Walker says, Paige, are you coming to America? I am indeed going to America. Uh, before we get up to two more and then we're going to wrap it up very, very quickly. Um, Fernandez will be top quality when we get him. Can see Klopp using him out wide, even considering his goal scoring. Says, White Eagle 456. Um Oh, Malaka Uchicha says, anyone apply for UEFA Super Cup tickets? Me. Uh, Bruno, Bruno Fernandes could be our Bernardo Silva, says Munter. And I think that's, that's, do you know what? You've nailed that. That's exactly like I'm thinking of him. Bernardo Silva was a guy who was pretty much a squad player and then forced his way into the side. Well, there you go. Um, that is Redmen TV Daily News. We will be back tomorrow, of course. Don't forget to check out the new channel. Please subscribe to that. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get that channel started, to be perfectly honest with you. Ross, thank you very much. Thank you to everybody who's joined us in the comments, and we'll see you next time on the Redmen TV. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.